All right, so on our continuing adventures through old TV, we're still in the 50s, of course. I guess we'll be in the 50s for, for forever. So this is our first game show, so that's a little different. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess you're lucky, I should say. So, yeah, it was your birthday this week, and there was a birthday miracle that there's a show. I was going back to make sure I didn't miss anything from the 40s, and a couple little things came up. And one of them was a show called Your Television Babysitter, which, from what I could find, is just that. It's just a lady reading stories and stuff, and it's for kids. If I could have found an episode, I just think that would have been funny. So we'd be sitting there watching. We'd be watching that right now. But lucky for you, birthday miracle that doesn't exist anymore. You can't. Okay. (laughs) I guess I think I'm kind of glad. Yeah, I'm sure it'd be terrible. Uh, So instead, this is Truth or Consequences. Oh, yes, Truth or Consequences. I remember that name. I've never watched those shows. I'm not a game show person. But Truth or Consequences was a very, very famous show. Yeah, and I mean, it sounds from what I read, it doesn't. It sounds like it might be kind of entertaining. Um, but I don't didn't. I never wouldn't wouldn't have thought of it as a '50s show. I would have thought of it more '60s, early '70s. Why yeah. don't you check your little well, systems? Is, How long uh, did it run? All times. Yeah, it's like an insane, like super popular show. So, uh, it started on radio in 1940. This guy Ralph Edwards is the host, and it's based on this childhood parlor game he used to play called forfeits where i guess you like you know you got to answer a question and if you can't you got to do something funny when you forfeit so i'm always interested too like where do game shows even come from like what and what is the origin and for this it was this game he played as a kid so it was the first game show to ever air on tv for just one day in 1941 on the there's this station in new york on the first day the station existed they played this oh, show the once. The only station that did exist. Yeah, and it just wasn't popular enough because TV. It's 1941. But but that was again only one time. Yeah, but yeah. but TV like you like we've been saying each week it just wasn't enough of a yeah. thing. People didn't have enough, so it just wasn't. You I, know. I'm surprised that anybody had a TV in 1941. Right. Well, then it came back in 1950, literally just because TV was more popular now. They're like, all right, let's try that again, and it had been popular on the radio for that 10 years. So they're like, all right, let's bring it back. And yet it ran with various breaks and different hosts from 1950 to 1988. <laughs> so, okay. All right. So that's why I know it. Yeah. So it just never, I mean, it did stop, but not for long. You know, it would always come back. And then they almost brought it back again in 2012, but it didn't quite work. So it hasn't quite come back again. And uh, different hosts and stuff. But the most famous one, I didn't even know he was involved in this, is Bob Barker of The Price is Right. Uh, yes. Okay. So he's the most famous host of this show because he did it from 1956 to 1975. So that's a pretty serious run. And I think he only stopped because he was doing Price is Right. <laughs> so, so this episode is from April 1956 with a guy named Jack Bailey hosting. It's the only one I could find online. But uh, okay. uh, well, 1956, we're moving right up, up there. We're yeah, well, well it's, into the 50s by but, this time. Yeah, well, again, it's like we're kind of jumping around a bit because this is on my list of shows from the fi- from 1950 because it started in 1950, but the only episode I could find, the earliest episode is 1956. So that six years, the first six years, who knows? That original host, he uh, none of his episodes are around. So Okay, well, I haven't got a clue what it's about or how to play it or anything. I can't yeah, say I, I guess, ever watched it, but yeah. I, I, I do know the name. That, the name of that show. Yeah, I guess sure. that's the thing with this podcast right now. We'll find out. And the one other little thing I just thought was interesting is there's this wrestler, Mick Foley, who was always one of my favorite wrestlers, and he was always billed as uh, hailing from Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. 
even though he's from Long Island, he just thought it was a cool sounding place to be from because it's like truth or consequences in New Mexico, but it's a real place. He's like, that's weird. Just say I'm from there. And uh, but it, he, it is a real place. Yeah, but he never knew why it was called that. I never. No one really looked it up, or no one cared. They just thought it was a cool name. But it turns out it's because they did a cross promotional stunt in the '40s to cross promote with the radio show. They're like, hey, we'll change our name. What was the place called? Something Springs. I didn't write that down. But they're like, hey, if we change our name to Truth or Consequences New Mexico then you can do the radio show from here and it'll promote tourism and blah 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 and it went so well that they kept having like annual meet it like meetups of truth or consequences fans and this place just never changed the name back it's still called that to this day (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) trivia trivia yeah okay and it is a cool name for a town it's pretty cool (laughs) because there's those occasional like wrestler hometowns like the big one is the undertaker is from parts unknown you know but as far as an actual place truth or consequences new mexico is pretty cool (laughs) so but it's not really a place called parts unknown no right so so truth or consequences is a real place but just barely it's well, just you know interesting yeah like isn't there a place called like enterprise wyoming or some shit where they just start to, there's all these oh, stupid crap I mean, yeah yeah be, i mean but that's a reasonable name enterprise yeah but truth or consequences or i thought maybe at the very least i assume maybe it was like some old west town because like, you know that's a real like don't don't step out of line or you're in big trouble yeah, name face the consequences <laughs> but it turns out it's actually a very don't stupid name your guns or you'll face the consequences yeah but it turns out it's actually just named after a stupid game show like it could be yeah like fucking jeopardy wyoming you know <laughs> like, <laughs> just, although i guess jeopardy is also a creepy name anyway so yeah let's check out this So I'd say, I mean, I think that was a pretty entertaining show. It's just that of the half an hour, look, like look, look at these, look how these are going up. Look, Ralph <laughs> yeah, Edwards production. Crappy. Here we go. <laughs> but like, without even exaggerating, of that thirty minutes, how much do you think was the show? Like four minutes, five minutes? Well, they had the two episodes on, so probably ten. Each of them was probably. I don't even know if it made that. Maybe not I mean. 10. No, maybe not. Because uh, those women kicking the pose, the things. But I mean, uh, definitely. So I mean, it was, say, let's say 10, though, just to be generous. Let's say, let's say so, each of them five, five. So a third of the show was the show. And so I guess I'll say real quick. So what happened is the episode I had from 1956, uh, the sound wasn't working. So we hopped on YouTube, and it was kind of for the best because I found one from later that year but it was the debut of bob barker which is probably more historically significant that we saw that one you know because it's like he was the guy he's the main host of that show that everyone knows plus he's bob barker like we still know who he is he's the famous guy so that was kind of cool to see bob barker's debut so they said it used to be an evening show this is where it became a daily daytime show and yeah you can feel that dailiness like okay i'm trying to remember where it was it was like the first 12 minutes was the original originator of the show introducing Bob Barker and then talking about how great NBC is and some other NBC stuff. And then then they cut to some commercials for like a Sir Lancelot show and some whatever other stuff. It was literally the 17-minute mark before 
truth or consequences actually started. And it's like, yeah, we were just sitting here watching it. Like, I wonder if truth or consequences is entertaining because we still don't even know what it is. <laughs> like, that is so slow. Unbelievable. But then it turns out it actually was. It's a funny idea. But it could be that it was just because they were introducing a new man to it. Yeah, maybe. And it is the first time it was a daytime show, and they were just trying to kind of bring people up to speed as to introducing the show. Now, what you'd have to do is watch a subsequent show. Yeah, I'm sure by the 60s and the 70s, they had to have sped it up. They could never get away with that pace. Yeah. You're like, that was so slow. Uh, but I kind of get the sense that maybe why it was so slow is that it was pretty elaborate. So how it works is they ask a question that you're not intended to be able to answer. And it was kind of funny where they, like, you're on a really short timer anyway. And Bob Barker was, like, distracting people so they couldn't answer. But it's a weird riddle that doesn't have a proper answer anyway. There's no way you could ever answer these things. So then you've got to go do, it's like truth or dare, I guess is what we would call it now. Is uh, that you, Since you didn't get the question, you got to go do the thing. And uh, and the things that they had people do were pretty elaborate. So maybe that's why they eat up so much time with nonsense. Because like, well, really, the first one that wasn't all that complicated. I mean, they set up kind of a goalpost thing, and you right. had to kick the hat over the little the little board. That really wasn't. Well, I guess it's not, it was just the gag that was involved. It was. Yeah, like I don't think it was complicated from a production standpoint because it was just yeah they. Uh, had four hats and four women, and they said that they had put a giant rock under one of the hats, and everybody had to take their shoes off and kick the hats, and then the loser breaks their toe. <laughs> but then the joke was there was no rock under any of the hats. It's just that the last person was very nervous that she was going to hurt her foot, which is a real weird gag anyway. It's more that uh, the idea, I think, would be hard to come up with. Like, if they've already been doing it, like the guy said, for 17 years between radio and TV, and now they're going daily, like... If I had to come up with one of those right now, it'd be a little tough, I think. So to come up with them every single day... Maybe- you can see why people, though, would have been drawn to that show. Yeah. It, despite how long this one was, because this, this was, that was ridiculous how long it was before anything got started. But once it did get started, yeah, it was pretty you're kind of saying, Gee, like, okay, they're asking the guy about fishing. And, and you're thinking, yeah, okay, and they're leading him up to a fishing thing. And then they open up the big pool and he's got to catch that fish. And you're thinking, yeah, okay. But there's always a trick to it, and he's got to get in with his little... Yeah, so little the, the second one, yeah, it was like they, they put a bunch of tiny fish, not a bunch, like five or six fish in, a, fish. Yeah, in a wading pool, and he had to catch one specific fish that they had marked <laughs> with a strainer thing. And again, it's like the joke is that you can't do it. Like they asked him a question that had no logical answer, and then... If he could catch this fish, he'd win $1,000. But again, no. He's only got a minute to do it, and he's in a pool that is 12 feet wide. Yeah, he's splashing around (laughs) all wet. But then the consolation prize is he wins a year's worth of groceries, and he gets to come back and win some more shit the next time. So it's like it's a good setup. I like it. It's like kind of like a fun show of like, just come on this show, be embarrassed, but we'll give you some stuff. Yeah, it's just that... The signal-to-noise ratio is ludicrous. Like, I still can't believe literally 17 minutes until <laughs> until the show started. Anyway, it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, I assume if we jumped ahead to future episodes, like, there's probably way more. You know, they probably do six of those in an episode instead of two type of thing. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. So that's weird. It's like an up and down of, like, like, I can see why it was popular, and it is kind of a good idea. It's a funny show. It's kind of cool to watch. It's just, like... Let's 
not not only let's pick up the pace, let's quadruple the pace. Because <laughs> this is so slow. Like, wow. Yeah, I don't... If Just based on that one, though, although the last part of it was kind of funny, I can't see myself, even if I had lived in those times... Well, no, no, that's not right. I'm saying I would not go back and watch that show again today. But if it was 1956, 57, and TV is still fairly new and people are just sort of getting, a lot of people are getting it in their houses and there's very limited stuff that you can watch on TV, yeah, I guess I would watch it again. What if, though, yeah, and, and here's, here's what I'm thinking, maybe you wouldn't tune into that. But what if you're like, oh, my show I want to watch is on in 15 minutes. Oh, perfect. I'll watch the end of Truth or Consequences when they actually do something. <laughs> you know, then it'd be perfect. Like, if you catch half of the show, you'd be all set. But obviously, if it lasted as long as it did, into the well into the 80s, it was extremely popular and must have had a whole lot of viewing. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, I think the gap between the 70s and the 80s was about 10 years, but it was straight through to the 70s and then, then a little break and then, yeah. And it finally fizzled out. But, uh, and, and just interesting that it is the first one. I mean, that's the first game show on TV. And it's like, yeah, it could be a lot worse if it was just a little faster. It was neat, too, to see Bob Barker. Because, yeah, I've never seen him without white hair <laughs> ever. And it's like, oh, yeah, there he is. He looks the same. He and sounds the, the same. the voice is exactly the same. Yeah. He is a good host. He's, <laughs> he's born to host. So, you know. Actually, I think he was, I mean, stands to reason, he was better in this, I think. Because my memories of him in Price is Right is that he's just the oldest man. Like, it feels like he's always, he always had that little wand microphone, you know, that was like the thin, long one. And it just felt like his whole arm was going to break off because he's so old and stiff. <laughs> <laughs> and then we looked him up because it's so hard to remember which celebrities are alive and which ones are dead. He's still alive, 96, all, still good, still good to go, Bob Barker. Man, speaking that, of that, though, of... Uh, celebrity deaths apparently that's the thing with uh specifically the example i heard was uh rue mcclanahan from uh golden girls mm -hmm. she died some time ago but on the anniversary of her death every year you know people will post about it online and there's always a big wave of people who didn't catch the previous year's announcement so they think she just died so they're like oh what a shame oh rue mcclanahan and it's like no no it's the anniversary she died 10 years ago or whatever <laughs> but yeah it's like who can keep track of all these dead celebrities you know <laughs> there's so many of them and well any of them that were around in the 50s certainly would be getting long in the tooth if they're still alive yeah kudos <laughs> yeah yeah once you hit that like 90s period you know it's like wow can't complain you had a good run well like i always say that with uh like uh granny mcnally it was like 102 it's like 104 good lord so yeah it's like wow it's mm -hmm. a shame it's always sad when someone dies but it's like wow though and she was pretty sharp right up to the end pretty like, good until about 103 and a half <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well i'll say 100. 100 100 for sure yeah and then um even 101 she was not too bad but then she was she was getting a little shaky there in the last couple of years. But but yeah, like you literally can't ask for more than that. That's that's nuts. I always was kind of curious because like I never did anything with it, but I did do like a little interview with her when she was in her 90s, and I've got the audio somewhere. I just you know I don't know. It's just weird now. It's like I got an interview I did with my dead grandma, but someday <laughs> I'll put it out or something. But uh, one question I kind of wanted to ask her, but it was just too morbid, is you know her husband died. When I was a kid, I don't even remember him. It's same same with your dad. Like both of my grandfathers died very 
young. So I was curious if the grandmothers, at a certain point when it's been decades, it's like, do you even like remember that guy that well anymore? <laughs> like, that's what I think of. Cause like, it's hard even people that I know that I haven't seen in like 10 years. Sometimes it's a little hard to conjure their face. So if you haven't seen your husband in 40 or 50 years, it's like, wow, it must be hard to remember that guy. But I didn't want to ask that because, like, what a weird question. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> of course, she would say, of course she remembered. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> Isn't it funny, though? It's all relative. Like, I'm getting up there. I'm in my 40s now. You're in your 70s. Is that right? Just turned 70. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I guess depending on how you look at it, it's like, yeah, I guess I'm getting a little old, and I guess you're getting a little old, but hey, Bob Barker's 90 fucking six. Like, we might still have a long ways to go. <laughs> so, or we could die tomorrow. Who yeah, the fuck knows? What happens is a lot of time, time seems to go really fast the older you mm. get. So I'm sure when your grandmother at 104 yeah. died, when she would think back to her husband who died when he was 73, I think. Um, so, you know, she had about 30 years in there without him. Uh, but it probably didn't seem like 30 years. It probably just seemed like a couple of years or five years or maybe 10 years. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely all time definitely feels relative like that. It's weird, too, when I think about, like, so you were around for the dawn of TV and I was around for the dawn of the Internet and cell phones. But when you go back to, like, Granny McNally, she was around for the dawn of fucking electric lights and automobiles. Uh -huh. Like, that's insane <laughs> to try to think about. Like, Or uh, my friend Ken, you know, he talked about his grandmother. And so, again, it's just a guy that I know. And he's talking about his grandma. It doesn't feel that old. But that was literally the Victorian age she was from. And sure like, she was. Yeah. It's like we're not that far removed from all that stuff. Nope. And, um, yeah, like you take your grandmother... McNally was born in, was it 1910? I think it was 1910, because I know she was older than my mom. Um, so, yeah. yeah, that's like the very end of the Old West was still so around. So, <laughs> well, they would have been, she lived in Montreal when she was, like, in the 1920s. They would have had electric lights and tram cars and probably the beginning of the automobile. But then when she moved to the country in the 1930s, I mean, they would have had no power. They... No. Uh, there might have been the occasional house that had power, but probably not. They probably only started getting electricity in the late 30s and the 40s, and so they would have had just gas lights and, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird, because, like, you figure it's got to stop at some point, but maybe not. Like, what will the kids now will be like, yeah, I was around for the dawn of... Uh, intelligent androids that did all of our manual labor <laughs> you know like what's gonna happen next something something crazy is gonna happen yeah just the march of progress or it'll become a horrible dystopia and they'll be like oh yeah i remember when i was a kid and you could go outdoors and everyone didn't have the super flu <laughs> so who knows maybe it'll go that way hopefully not but anyway there we go first game show true the consequences so again we're just adding to uh, our docket of useless pop cultural information but well, I'm not a game show host now. I never was. And when I look back a at A game this, show fan, you mean, not host. Yeah. <laughs> You're definitely not a host. Fan. Yeah, fan. fan. <laughs> um, but I, I can't see that this would have enticed me to become a person that would have watched that every day. Right. But I'm sure there were people that did. It actually kind of reminds me, too, of just having people do these uh, weird, you know, splashing around in a pool and getting all wet or you know, kicking a rock and maybe hurting yourself or whatever. 
is uh, it reminds me of a, a super slow molasses version of Japanese game shows. Because Japanese game shows are all about like, do something crazy and dangerous and maybe we'll give you a prize. <laughs> and like, yeah, it's sort of neat to see the, the or I mean, and uh, they mentioned too, they were running down, oh, the history of our show. Here's all the great stuff that we did. And one of them was we sent a, a university student onto a deserted island for 10 weeks. 10 months. Did it say 10 weeks or I 10 months? I think it was just 10 weeks, but oh, still it's like... That? That's, that's long enough. Yeah, and that's interesting because like now we have Survivor, which has been running for ages, 15 years or so. And uh, But yeah, it's like they did Survivor in the 40s <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, or the 50s or whenever. It's like, yeah, kind of no new ideas, really. <laughs> they were doing it all back then. So cheers to Bob Barker, I guess. Keep on keeping on, pal. (laughs) (laughs) He'll outlive us all.